Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planner Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC shares his planning approach to help people toward a place where they may be at peace regarding their financial goals. In this dynamic podcast, Royal will share his insights on how to design a retirement plan to help you plan for your future. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Good morning, Royal. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Eric? Fantastic. I'm in, you know, week 17 or week five or whatever of self-quarantining or self, you know, whatever. <laughs> right, right. This this new normal we're living through. The new norm. It's 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 okay for me. I, I know that you're on the West Coast and it's a little bit more um, saturated over there as far as cases and as concerns. In the Midwest here, it, it's creeping in slowly, uh, but it's it's not nearly as as high of a volume, I guess is the way the way I'd put it, um, as East and West Coast. So uh, you you guys are all safe, families all healthy, and all that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. Are you are you keeping sane, having you know the family in the house at the same time as you're working? <laughs> oh, I think we're all going a little stir crazy. Yeah. You know, just. Uh seeing the same four people every day. Uh, but it's been good. It's been good. You know, everybody's coping with it. I think a different way. Yeah. You know, those, those, those nice, uh, hour long walks just by yourself, you know, the, yes, those are lifesavers right there. Absolutely. And so much better than just drinking, right? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> probably not a good choice just to sit and drink and, and think about all the, the things that could possibly be bad in the world. Nice, fresh, refreshing walk in springtime. It, it's warming up here, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably warming up there as well. Boy, is it nice to hear birds. I didn't know I missed birds so much as, as I did. <laughs> yeah, aren't they nice? Yes, very. All right, so what are we talking about today? Well, today I thought we would uh, just talk about what the future might hold and how to start planning the recovery for you and your family uh, coming out of this, you know, COVID-19 caused recession mm. uh, that we're, we're moving uh, through right now. You know, I think uh, nobody really knows kind of how long this is going to last for. No one knows the full impact of all of this yet, but mm-hmm. uh, I think this is going to be a rolling thing. It's going to take a few years to uh, come out of, but uh, I think it's it's probably a good time right now to start looking at uh, what is your recovery plan? What is the the plans you need to start putting in place uh, for your future, for your family's future? So I thought we could just spend some time and kind of walk through that uh, and hopefully answer some some questions that our listeners might have. All right. Sounds good. Where do you want to start with this? Well, I think uh, number one, it's really just evaluating, you know, your own individual situation. You know, there, there's such a vast difference on everyone's experience through this. You know, a lot of my retired clients, other than, you know, having to be a, a lot more careful about seeing family or going shopping, really hasn't had too much of an effect on them um, because their their income really hasn't had too much fluctuation there. Yes, investment accounts might be, be affected, might be down some, but uh, overall, they're kind of their monthly situation. Not not that greatly affected it for the most part, as long as you know they they've stayed healthy. 
you know, other clients who work in the restaurant industry, who own a business that uh, is really dependent on, you know, retail sales uh, or walk-in business, uh, you know, hairstylists, mm -hmm. anything like that, they're having a much different experience because this this crisis has really meant a big period of, period of time there where their business have, has to be shut down. Um, so they're in a much different situation. So I think the first thing people need to do is just kind of step back, uh, look at their own individual situation, uh, and, and really kind of start doing a, an evaluation of, of, okay, what's, what's happened? You know, they're for retired clients. It's really pretty easy. It's, it's, uh, okay, well, we'll, we'll plan that family reunion next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, for other clients, it's okay. I, I've just lost my business that I put all this energy and effort into, you know, maybe um, if, you know, you're, you're a worker for a company and you, you've, you suffered a layoff, maybe you've incurred some debts. Uh, maybe you're trying to find a new job. Um, you know, there, there's so many economic situations that have, that this crisis has really brought to the forefront um, that I think for, for a lot of people, it's just figuring out what that next step is, you know, and, and God forbid, if you actually did suffer through a hospitalization, you know, that, that's another thing that, um, some people are going to have to, uh, to deal with and, and kind of work through because that's a devastation, uh, unto itself there, regardless of the economic impact. Absolutely. And, and I want to say just one thing you brought up some of the workers that are really affected people that work in a salon that, that do hair, uh, maybe people that take care of pets, dog groomers, things like that. I don't want to keep it all about haircutting, you know, whether it's people or pets, but, <laughs> but it, if you have those people in your life that you normally go see, if you're listening to this and financially you haven't really been impacted and you're still doing pretty okay, or you, maybe you're doing just fine. Maybe you really haven't been impacted financially at all. Think about those people that in your life that you normally hire that you can't go see right now. If you're able to, it might be a really nice thing to be able to send them what you would normally give them for your haircut, even though you're not going to get your haircut. It'll be, it could be really, really impactful for them. And if it's only going to cost you 40, 50, $60 and, and you're okay with that, that would be a huge boost to them and, and really might be a big help at this time. So think about those, those people that normally do work or maybe somebody who cleans your house. They can't come clean your house because of the, you know, social distancing and such they're probably being very, very impacted. If you still have the opportunity to pay them, please, by all means, do that. Yeah, I think that's a, that's an excellent point. You know, one, one thing that we're doing is our Rotary meets uh, every Friday uh, in the morning for a breakfast meeting. We have the same server every week, and uh, we just put together um, a collection for her. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, because we know that she, she was going to be uh, be laid off there. Uh, so just, just a little something extra to, you know, let her know, Hey, we we're thinking of you. Yeah. You know, I also, uh, texted my, uh, uh, the gal who cuts my hair, you know, bringing everything back to hair. This is really the hair podcast. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and, and I was really proud of her. She was like, Oh no, that's fine. You know, you don't need to do anything. I've read my Dave Ramsey books and I was like, Oh, good for you. There you good go. Good for you. you. You're prepared for this. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. Great. Royal. I mean, we're, we're living in a new day and age, right? We're, we're living with the new norm, as we've said before. And we're, we've talked about, it'll be nice to get back to the old norm, but I don't think there is going to be an old norm. And, and I think you agree with me. We've talked about that a little bit before. What do you think it's going to really look like? What do you think changes positive or negative are going to happen because of this entire scenario? 
I, I think there's going to be a number of changes. Um, you know, just just looking at the way people are working now through this crisis, mm-hmm. just the the giant shift to people working at home. And really, I think a lot of businesses have probably been resistant to that idea of, well, we can't have workers working from home. How mm-hmm. will we manage that, et cetera? Now that they're, they've been forced to do that, they might start to see some of the benefits of having a workforce that is mobile, that can telecommute. Uh, you know, it probably won't be to the same degree, but just having that technology uh, really changes things. It really changes the whole idea of, do I really need a big office space mm-hmm. to house all of the, these employees or, hey, can we just have them work from home? Uh, it, it creates some, some interesting efficiencies from that standpoint. You know, I think a, a lot of people are going to get a lot more comfortable having online meetings than they ever were before. Uh, mm-hmm. That's something that we're looking at in our industry is with our client communications, just shifting so many more things to an online appointment where people can see my screen and, and log in and and we can just kind of go over things that way. Yeah, Royal, that's completely interesting because I was having a conversation with a gentleman yesterday and his office is situated in such a way where if he looks out his window, he sees a very large building across the street. And I, I won't say the company name, but it's one of the, if not the largest, well, actually I know it's the second largest building in the United States that houses office workers. Uh, and so again, I'll just be kind of vague on what company it is, but he told me there's roughly 13,900 people that work in that building. It's second only to the Pentagon apparently and for certain statistics, but hmm. this bu- building for three weeks now has been pretty much empty, right? Everybody's been remotely working or laid off or whatever the case may be for the specific company. But how is that company going to go back to being capacity and, and being full when they can think, huh, we might save a little bit of money not having to run this entire building if we can start doing some more of that telecommuting or, you know, people having people work at home. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the landscape of, of some major companies and smaller companies and how they're handling it. But I want to shift gears here just for a moment and ask you about some kind of some other industries that we see that are going to be definitely affected. Uh, and that's restaurants for one. I know that that's a huge concern, um, but also like sporting events and, and arenas and concerts and, and conventions. So many conventions have been canceled. I, I know that you attend conventions. I attend conventions all the time. Uh, they're just all canceled and postponed. How are those types of industries going to fare from this? You think? Yeah, you know, I, I I've been listening to uh, it's called Too Little to Fail. Mm. Uh, it's a podcast series uh, done by David Chang. He's a chef. Uh, he created uh, Mama Fuku and Major Domo, and he's just talking about uh, how this is really the death knell for restaurants. Mm. And uh, I think he he is a, a a little more on the extreme of really seeing this as a major end to conventional restaurants, but. He just sees this as a major shift from um, how do the economics work when instead of having a restaurant that is filled to capacity where you have to cut that capacity down to increase social distancing, as well as uh, what happens when people start just saying, well, I I can just grab my my phone, order an entire meal and have it delivered to me within a half hour. Why, why would I want to go, go down to a restaurant and, and deal with all of that? Mm-hmm. So I think there's some fascinating changes there and, and honestly, some scary changes there for the restaurant industry, 
the travel industry, um, same with concerts and, and sports. Um, you know, it's going to take a long time for us, I think, to collectively uh, get back to where we were, uh, you know, six months ago. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how full arenas are uh, if the NFL starts their season uh, on time. So I think it'll take some time and, and uh, you know, that that uh, that kind of desire to pack as many people as possible into a very small space. Uh, I think we're going to start to see some pushback on uh, people really wanting to do that, at least until this is kind of fully behind us. Yeah. It, and looking at the future, what, what does that look like? How, how nervous will people be and for how long? And so that's going to, mm-hmm. like you said, this could be, you know, years, uh, the, the impact as far as those types of situations. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the positive I would say though, is this idea of, of, and maybe a reminder, let's say is probably the better word of how interconnected we all are. Mm-hmm. How much, you know, what we do affects our community, our society, et cetera. This whole idea that we're, we're shutting down the country, we're doing this self-quarantine or, so, or social distancing uh, measures really to help people that, that we, we haven't met, protect our families, et cetera. But I, I just find that very fascinating. And I think if we look at kind of crises like this that have happened, that have changed the nation before, um, usually we get we get a lot of changes that come out of that. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about like 9/11, to a bigger extent, uh, World War II, where really we had the entire nation come together to overcome something. And I think this is this is an excellent example of that. So I'm I'm kind of fascinated to see where we go as a nation from here. Um, if we continue down this road of being being divisive and divided, uh, and maybe get back to being being t- you know, to, I think where we grew up where, you know, everybody's an American, everybody's, you know, basically saying maybe we have some different ideas, mm-hmm. but we're all Americans at the end of the day. We all want kind of the same things for our families. Yep. Absolutely. Now, obviously United States is the, is not the only place that is being affected by this. What do you see on a global scale? I would love to see more cooperation between nations coming together as they are right now in a way. And so I'd like that to stick, right? <laughs> kind of like I like I would like it to stick with Congress. Yeah. They've done some pretty amazing things over the last week and a half to help small business owners and individuals. Uh, they, they've worked together, like you said, very quickly. What do you think about a global scale? Do you think that's going to stick? See, I think that's the more challenging piece to all this mm-hmm. is uh, how much coordination actually comes out of all this. Um, that's actually probably one of my, my biggest concerns, um, is on a geopolitical standpoint, how do various, uh, leaders and nations kind of take advantage of this crisis, mm. uh, to consolidate power, to take over more of their society, have more control over their society. So, you know, I'm hoping that something like that would happen, although I, I somewhat doubt that it will, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how a country like China reacts and changes because of all this be interesting to see how how russia uh another kind of former superpower there uh reacts to this so Mm -hmm. uh, i think it it, while i'm hopeful on the u.s side of things i think on a geopolitical international scene uh it gets a little shakier there when we look into the future yeah yeah and uh, so many unknowns so what do you think we should be doing personally Personally, I think this is an excellent time to kind of reevaluate your goals. 
reevaluate, uh, you know, where you want to be. I, I think one thing we'll see coming out of this is probably some people looking uh, to possibly move out of the cities mm. because you, you, you see what's happening in, in places like New York, Detroit, New Orleans. Maybe we do see a little bit of a return to people moving out, kind of creating a little bit more space for themselves and their families. But I, I would really say with, with something like this happening, this is a great time to, to kind of evaluate what's important to you. Mm-hmm. I think we're also going to see a lot of people say, I, I, I think I want to be closer to my family. I want to be closer to those support networks. Yes. We'll see what happens there. But, but I think this is an excellent time to kind of uh, reevaluate things, you know, kind of retest what's important to you. Maybe make a new path or make an adjustment to the path, path you're on. You know, I think the the main thing I, I wanted to talk about today was just uh, how best to get back to even. You know, when we have a crisis like this, you know, if you lost your job, you know, you lost your business, how do you start to to kind of regain your footing there? And what I just wanted to spend a little bit of time time on was just going back to kind of those Dave Ramsey principles to just help people kind of understand, hey, these are the things you need to to do to kind of get back to normal. Number one is kind of doing that evaluation. How much debt did you take on? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how much of your savings have you drained? If it has been a devastating loss, it's looking at, um, you know, how do you pick pick those pieces back up and start to make sense of that again? So, you know, number one, when we look at those Dave Ramsey baby steps, you know, his recommendation is to get that $1,000 of cash emergency fund stop the use of any credit cards or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's an excellent kind of short-term goal for people that they can focus on. It, it's something that's usually fairly achievable within a month or two, assuming that you have a job and that you're able to work, you know, that, that is the, the big caveat there. And then, you know, baby step number two is really working on getting those debt debts paid off, really focusing on those, uh, smaller debts right away, creating that debt snowball to really kind of focus on taking kind of that massive action uh, to get that first debt paid off, then the second debt paid off, then the third debt paid off. Uh, and then baby step number three, getting that three to six months uh, of living expenses in the bank as your true emergency savings. Yeah, That, is, that has really been one of the most important things uh, I've seen through all this. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just so thankful that, you know, I'm in a position to advise people, hey, this is really important before you get to investing and you know, before you get to tying up all these funds, we've got to have that in the bank. I mean, that, that Royalette harkens right back to your your stylist, right? Uh, she mm-hmm. she said, you know, I've, I've read Dave Ramsey, I've, I, you know, I've, I've done the steps. And so she's not as stressed out as, you know, somebody who hasn't and is in this, you know, is facing the same situation. So it's it's not just you know, just in case it's really, you're buying yourself peace of mind by, by doing that. Exactly. You know, I think there, there's going to be a whole lot of people who, you know, even if they weren't doing this before now just see, oh, wow, this, this, this is really important to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is something we need to focus on and do for the future. Um, you know, and I, and I just, my heart goes out to all the people out there who just have those challenges in front of them to, um, you know, get back up on this road, um, to get back to where, where they were. But, uh, I truly believe that with, you know, uh, dedication and, and hard work, you know, this, this is something that you can overcome. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, I know that uh, we're, we're focusing on, you know, 
how to move forward, what's going to happen in the future, so on and so forth. But for those that are listening right now, what advice would you give them as far as on the investment side, where, where they're at right now and what they maybe should be doing or thinking about? Great question. The big thing I would say is it depends on what how you reacted to this. Um, you know, a lot of our clients, they're in well-diversified portfolios, you know, with, with a proper allocation to bonds and stocks. They, they were able to just kind of ride through this. So if you're in kind of that buy and hold type strategy, you know, keep it up. You're doing the right thing. These portfolios that we put together are designed to ride through mm-hmm. uh, periods of time like this. It's not always fun, uh, but that's what they're designed to do. Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest challenges is if you were in cash um, or you moved into cash, uh, the hardest part is uh, getting back into the market. We saw this in 2009. Um, you know, we talked about this on the, on our last podcast mm-hmm. as well. One of those big risks is, well, I'm in cash. I did the smart thing. Now, how do I get back into the market? Yeah. And that's, that's where I see people make mistake after mistake here of trying to time the market, trying to wait for the right pullback to, to get their money invested. It just gets really challenging. So that's something where I would talk to an advisor about that situation mm-hmm. to come up with a, with a plan and a strategy. Maybe it's dollar cost averaging. Um, maybe it's, you know, um, uh, looking at your risk tolerance and, and just saying, okay, you know, if, if you put that money in the market, here, here's the downside risks. What does that look like? Uh, what you don't want to do is just sit in cash for the next, you know, three, four years yeah. uh, and miss out on, you know, what we expect to be is a, a fairly rapid recovery uh, once everything gets somewhat back to normal. Yeah. Cash under your mattress doesn't do anything for you besides make it lumpy and you don't get a good night's sleep. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, as, as we wrap up here, you know, I just want to kind of come back to the value of what we do, which is really as financial planners, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing annual reviews with people here with the markets down so much and being able to, to just kind of go over kind of their goals, uh, their expectations, what they want to do with their lives. Uh, and even with the markets down, say, okay, well, well, here's what's changed. You know, you're still able to do all these things or, mm-hmm. Maybe we need to make some tweaks here. Maybe we need to lower some income for for a small period of time to let the markets recover. The value of that planning is just so important, and I I really don't know how people are are, are kind of making their decisions about their investment lives without it. Well, I, I think again we we've talked about this a lot. Planning and staying the course is always the best option, in my opinion, and I know that that's the opinion of what you do with your clients every day. And I love the fact that you're still available to your clients and to anybody who's listening to this podcast. If they want to reach out and just say, hey, look, here's my scenario, right? Here's my situation. Um, and and people right now have a lot of questions because of all the different programs that are coming out, uh, that, that Congress is passing, all of the different things that they're hearing on the news. There's just a lot of information that it's just overload. And so we need somebody that can kind of help us to kind of walk through that. And I know that that's you for all your clients and and, and you can be that for every listener. So please give your phone number again so they can reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. My number, 541-772-1116. Or if you have a question, just email me at royal at opfa.com. 
Perfect. Thank you so much, Royal. I love to hear the little one in the background. Again, that is the new norm. <laughs> and uh, what a great place to be working right there with your daughter. Yeah. And and I know you got some furry friends around you too. Um, my furry friend is locked in a room upstairs uh, until I get done because his breath is so bad. He's a bull mastiff, Royal. And I just can't have him <laughs> in my office for any length of time until I get him a breath mint. So uh, again, <laughs> thanks so much for your time today, Royal. Great information. My pleasure. Have a good one. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planner Financial Services. Material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planner Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planners Financial Services are independent companies.